Pulp Nostalgia and Old Time Radio podcast, where we bring you old time radio featuring the writers and characters from the classic pulp magazines. This week, we have a tale inspired by Edgar Allan Poe, born this month in 1809. This episode features Revenge, a 1945 episode of The Haunting Hour, inspired by Poe's poem, Annabelle Lee. The Haunting Hour was a syndicated series with several episodes recorded in 1945 and airing from 1945 and for several years thereafter at various stations all across the country. And now while Poe, of course, died before the pulps came to be, he certainly would have been home in their tattered pages. In fact, his stories were often reprinted in the pulps, especially Weird Tales, and he inspired many of their writers. If you like supernatural tales, you should check out one of our recent publications, Pulp from the Pyramids, which features pulp tales of mummies in ancient Egypt. You can find it at Amazon or other bookstores, or order directly from us at a discount. That direct link is in the show notes. This podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. For more from Brick Pickle Media, visit brickpicklemedia.com. You can find a link to all of our books in our entire online store on the website. And remember, if you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that, on with the show. stillness of this moment, for this is a time of mystery, a time when imagination is free and moves forward swiftly, silently. This is The Haunting Hour. Listen, those are bells tolling in requiem for a man who has died. How did he die, you ask? Ah, listen to what happened to a girl who knew and whose mind was clouded dark with the fear of knowing. Listen to a tale of murder. It is late afternoon. Lee House is set strangely on a cliff beside the rolling sea. Autumn leaves fall, and with them the threads of night. And in a car, parked a little distance from the house at a pillared gate, sits a girl behind the wheel. Beside her stands an old man with sad and beguiling eyes. Uh, it's a bad night, Miss Anna, to be driving the sea road. I know, Jameson. But I must go, I must. How could I spend another night in that house? What could be keeping him? This young man, Miss Anna, is he... He's a good driver, Jameson. I'll be perfectly safe. I do hope you will be, ma'am. Listen, you can hear the surf from here. How Mr. Jonathan loved the sea. Jameson, don't. 
Oh, there's rain behind that wind, I bet. Annabelle! Annabelle! It's in my mind. Memory of him. I can still see him. Like that night a few weeks before he died. I mustn't think of it. Not now. Not now. You can't forget me, Annabelle. Even when I'm dead, I'll live in your mind. I'll feed on your fear of my ghost. I'd rather be dead. Jonathan, let me out of this house. Let me go. My dear, you're too lovely for others to see. So I've no choice but to keep you within these walls. Within this prison, you mean? Even that chauffeur is a spy. There isn't a moment of the day when I don't feel a pair of eyes watching everything I do. They even pry into my thoughts. Jonathan, if you have any kindness in your heart... Look here. Here at the window. The ocean is white-capped. Far as you can see. Why do you torture me? How can you hate me so much? I don't, my Annabelle. And this pleading, it's no use. You'll never forget me. I'll never let you go. I'll never let you go. Miss Anna, why are you so pensive? Oh, I... I was thinking. Remembering. Jameson, are you sure you want to be caretaker at Lee House? You won't be lonesome? I wouldn't leave it, Miss Anna. It'd be like leaving my little girl, my, my daughter Amy. You loved her very much, didn't you? That I did. And the morning we found her at the bottom of the cliff down there in the cove was almost more than my heart could bear. But that was long ago. Look. Look there. Reckon that's the young man coming now. Oh, yes, it is. Goodbye, Jameson. You've been a good friend. Thank you for that. Goodbye. Good luck, Miss Anna, wherever you go. Jim. Oh, Jim, I thought you'd never come. Hello, Anna. Sorry. Here, climb in here. Take the wheel. Okay. A few last things to do with the Hendersons. You know how it is. Oh, Jim. Jim, hold me close. I was so worried. I was afraid you might think I wasn't coming. And all the time running over that hill, my heart kept pounding, saying, Simpleton Jim Brandt, even late for his elopement. Well, ready to start, Mrs. Brandt? Just you wait and see what a swell honeymoon trip I've got planned for us, Mrs. Brandt. Oh, it's so wonderful. But is it real, Jim? What do you mean, real? Of course it's real. Well, it seems like a, a good dream. After the last three months since he died, I've, I've lived in a nightmare since then. Oh, but it's over now. Over and done with. Jim, don't think me silly, but they don't exist any longer, do they? Hmm? I mean, people who are dead. <laughs> My heavens, no. Except in somebody's mind, maybe. Somebody who was close. A wife or a daughter like you, maybe. Especially a good-looking daughter like you. Yes. I... I want to tell you something, Jim. My, my, don't you sound serious, though. I don't want to be serious. All I want to do is be close beside you. Say, there's a, there's a road somewhere ahead that cuts off about ten miles. Country road. I'll have to watch for it. 
Remember the first day we met, Jim? That little country road? Mm-hmm. Wasn't far from Lee House. You just walked down that road from the Hendersons, and when I came along, you were poking at some rocks with a long stick, and I couldn't imagine what you were doing. Oh, hey there, young lady. Would you like to see something? See what? Well, come here and find out. A whole nest of them. Down in this crevice in the rocks. Nest of what? Well, come and see. They won't fight you. Oh, no, you tell me. I'd, I'd rather not look. That rattling... That yeah, does give them away. Well, it's a mama snake and, oh, I don't know how many chillin' in the nicest snake house you ever saw. Big fellas, too. Oh, then you let them alone before they come out. <laughs> oh, they'd be as scared of you as you'd be of them. Well, say, uh, you live around here somewhere? Yes, but uh, I must go now. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. I, I'm Jim Brandt. Architect over at the Henderson's place. Been adding that new wing and rebuilding the stable. I heard about it. Where do you live? At the Lee House. I've been on lots of walks around here, but I've never seen you before. How come? I don't often go out. Say, you must be Mr. Lee's daughter, huh? Or has he got a daughter? I really can't talk with you, Mr. Brandt. I, I've got to hurry home. Oh. Goodbye. Oh, hey, Miss Lee. Maybe I'll see you around here again sometime. First time we met. Remember? Ah, you know, you were mighty strange that day. I was afraid. Afraid? Afraid of what? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I guess because all the days were so full of him. Like the day he disappeared. What do you mean, Anna? We went sailing alone that day. Then suddenly the squall blew up, the wind and the waves, and nobody ever saw him again. Anna. Yes, Jim? Huh? I didn't hear what you said. I didn't. But you did. You you said my name. <laughs> oh, you were just half asleep, that's all. Hey, what's that? Oh, doggone it, Anna. We got a flat tire. Don't stop, Jim. Don't stop here. We have to. I can't ride the rim. But there's nothing to fix it with, Jim. Let's go on, please. I, I don't care about the tire. Anna, what's the matter? You think I'm going to ruin a perfectly good... Hey, look. There's a little house up there. I'll bet he's got a jack. Hey! Hey, up there! Now, darling, don't look like that. What's the matter? Hello! Sorry to bother you. Have you got a jack I can borrow? Flat tire! Sure. Hey, son. Go get the jack out of the car. Hey, you see, Anna? We'll have it fixed in no time. Oh, darling, don't look peeved. You people headed for the turnpike? Mm-hmm, that's right. And you're going the wrong way. Shortcut's back about a mile. Oh, you mean we're past it? Well, well, how do there, ma'am? Didn't see you at first. How'd you do? I don't guess you remember me. I come over and helped your husband's man, Jameson, fix the gardens this spring. Jim. It's too bad he's lost in that squall, Miss Lee. A fine gentleman, Mr. Jonathan was. It grieved us all to see your husband go like that. <laughs> Jim, you turn back. You're, you're taking me home. You were Jonathan's wife, Anna. Don't take me back. I didn't lie to you, Jim. I, I was going to tell you. When? After we got married? After? No, no, I was going to tell you tonight. That second time I saw you after Jonathan disappeared, you asked my name. Even then you thought I was his daughter and something wouldn't let me say I was his wife. You were so much older, Jim. Nearly 20 years. How long were you married? Four years. Four dreadful years. I never loved him. Anna. I can't help it. He kept me like a prisoner in that gloomy house, watching me every minute. 
Oh, Jim, I, I do love you. Don't take me back. It's all right, Anna. Let's don't get upset. Just be quiet for a few minutes. What's the matter? What are you looking back for? Something's following us. I can feel it, Jim. On this lonely road? You're sorry you ever came. Oh, Anna, stop it. Say you're not sorry. Say you forgive me for deceiving you. I do. I do forgive you. Then everything's all right, Jim. Don't hate oh, me. Oh, Anna, no, no. Let's not talk about it. Not now. Yes. Yes, let's forget. Let's talk of something else. Look, it's... It's beginning to rain. Night's come. Yes. Listen to it on the roof. Seems to be saying your name. There's a poem written about you. Know that? Yes. Pose. I used to know it by heart. It was many and many a year ago in a kingdom by, by the, the sea, sea that a maiden there lived whom you may know. That's it. By the name of Annabel Lee. And this maid she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. Say, you know it too. Heard it a million times. I know it all, every syllable. Jim, listen. What? It was many and many a year ago in a kingdom by the Jim, look. What? What is it? On the road in the lightning. A man in the rain. Anna, it's not anybody. But you don't know. He was in the house from that first day he disappeared. I could hear him even before that. Out at sea. Calling my name. Oh, Anna. Anna, you've got to stop this. But, Jim. You're just imagining it, I tell you. You're... Jim, I've got to tell you. I can't go on without telling you the truth. What truth? I killed him. Anna. I killed Jonathan. I killed my husband. What are you saying? Now you know. Now you can take me back to Lee House. You can take me back home. Back to him. <laughs> Jonathan Lee is dead. And our story begins one night a few months later when Anna, a young woman who has lived in seclusion for four years at Lee House, is to be married to Jim Brandt, a young architect. Jameson, the old caretaker, sees her off in the station wagon. And as Anna and Jim drive along, she confesses that she was Jonathan's wife, that she herself murdered him. Her mind is distraught with a terrible fear that the dead man is somehow among the undead. That he is waiting for her. Oh, Anna, Anna, I don't believe you. What are you saying? That I killed him. I planned to kill him. No, no, you couldn't have. I had to tell you. Because Jim, somehow he's not dead. You said the, the dead only live in somebody's mind. And they do. They also live beyond the mind. Oh, Anna, please. That's why I couldn't wait to tell you. Calmly and sanely in the light of day. Jonathan's waiting somewhere for Listen. me. Now, Anna, listen. Don't you see, Jim? I thought I could run away from him. I thought I could send him out to sea and he'd never come back again. Here, I'm going to stop the car. Oh, no. Jim, please, no. If you loved me, take me on. Tell me why. Why on earth did you do this? I... I had to. Tell me why. That poem you mentioned. He used to say it to me. He used to love it. I'll hear him till I die. His voice droning out the words. Sometimes, Jim, he'd lie awake and I'd hear him whispering it over and over. I could see, mournful and sad. When I 
started working in the village at the library. Five years ago, that was. He used to come in and ask for Bo. At first, I thought he was just a lonely old man. Lonely because his wife was dead. That day, late in October, he asked me if I'd take the job of cataloging his library. It was right after my mother died. I was alone. He used to come in that big, dark room and ask to help. He used to say... You're working too hard, Annabelle. Come for a sail with me. I went once or twice. He'd look at me with a strange kind of laughter in his eyes. Then he asked me to marry him. He asked me a dozen times. At last I did. And then... Four years in that house with the sea always pounding, the wind crying in the cold. But what did he do, Anna? What could have made you... He was going to kill me, just as he killed the first Mrs. Lee. What? He murdered her? Oh, Jim. I had to do it. From the day I married him, I wasn't allowed out of that house, except when he went along. That afternoon, I met you. He'd gone for a sail, and... I planned to run away. Yes, you you did have a suitcase, I remember. But when I met you, I was sure you were one of his spies, so I had to go back again. That night, I went to his room. He was sitting in the huge chair by the fire. He looked up and smiled that grim smile. Did you want something, Annabelle? Jonathan... You loved me once. I had pity for you once, if not love. Oh, listen to me, please. But you said it all before, hundreds of times. I couldn't say it enough, Jonathan. Please, please let me go. I'll do anything you say if you'll only let me go. But, my dear, when I met you, didn't my money please your eye? Isn't it enough to have that? It wasn't your money, Jonathan. It was pity for you. Only pity. But I thought it was love. Where is your pity now? No, Annabelle. I couldn't let you go. You'd find pity for another man and grow to believe that you loved him, too. How could I bear such a thing to happen? No. You see, your pity, as you call it, is only for me. Until the day you die. What do you mean? Jonathan, what do you mean? Soon, I'll let you go, Annabelle. Someday soon, you must go for a sail with me. I screamed and ran from him. My mind was sick with terror. What was I to do? The house was like a prison, and everywhere I turned were shadows and gloom, and Jonathan was part of it all. But I had one friend, and he'd come to me when I needed him most. Santa, don't turn on the lights. Jameson, where are you? Here, here beside you. I've been waiting in your room because I had to see you without him knowing it. Oh, Jameson, you, you've got to help me. I've got to get out of here. No, no, Miss Anna. That's what he wants you to do. And that's why I came to, to stop you from going. Why? He'd follow you. He'd find you. You heard what he said? I've heard it before. The other Mrs. Lee. She begged him to let her go. Time and again she begged him. And one day, she took a boat from the cove. He said... 
She was lost in the sea. Yes, Miss Anna. But Mr. Jonathan followed in a skiff, and then she never came back. He murdered her. Jameson. It's the truth. I believe you are. I do. Then wait and plan. I'll help. But he mustn't know about it. Tomorrow, we'll talk tomorrow. If he goes sailing again. Sailing. You're right, Jameson. I won't run away. I know now what I have to do. I know now what I must. That night, I, I made my plan. The next day, he did go sailing. And that was when I caught them. With a little cord noose I made myself. I lay on the rocks for a long time, looking down, waiting till I could get the cord over their heads. Caught what? The rattlesnakes you showed me that day. Yeah. I caught them and took them down to the cove in a box. And that night, I put them in his boat in a coil of rope. I left them there. Oh, Anna, how terrible. The next day, he went sailing again. He didn't see them at first. The motion of the boat and and a sharp sting on his leg. And waiting in the dark, I could picture him. Fighting, drawing back, turning loose of the boom, climbing out of the pit. And the squall came. And he was gone. Oh, Anna, what are we going to do? But I had to, Jim. And it wasn't because of me. I'd only seen you once. I didn't know you weren't somebody he'd hired to watch me till I saw you again and again after he was dead. Oh, Jim. Anna, look out. Hold on. It's a cliff. We're hanging over the edge, Anna. Get out, quick. Here, take my hand. This side, Anna, this side. That was close. Are you all right? Yes, I'm all right. Look, we nearly went over into the sea. Golly, we'd both have been killed. Jim! Jim! What, Anna? We're, we're back where we started. There's the house and the cliff. What? You brought me back. Anna, you know I didn't. Jim, look. Who is it, Jim? Yonder on the road. I don't know. It's Jonathan. He's walked up from the sea. Oh, let me go, Jim. Let me go. Oh, it's only some man. Anna, come back here. Come back. What's the trouble? Quick, man. Help me stop her. Huh? Oh, where'd she go? I'm Jameson. We had an accident, Jameson. She's got some crazy notion in her head about a ghost. Look, she's running across the lawn. Down to the sea path. Hurry. Miss Anna. Miss Anna. It's me, Jameson. Oh, Jameson. It's you. It's you. Anna, where were you running to? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my darling. Frightened us nearly to death. It was only me on the road, man. I thought it was. I thought I. She's shivering, sir. Here, here, take my coat, Miss Anna. It's Providence that brought you back tonight. Why, Jameson? There's nothing to say, Jameson. Jim, take me to the house. But when Jonathan sailed away that day, the snakes weren't in the boat. I took them out. You see, he could have heard their rattles. And anyway, sir. I couldn't have Miss Anna do such a thing. James, you mean... I couldn't have her do it, sir, when rightly the job was mine. What you're trying to say... My daughter Amy, I was thinking of how Mr. Jonathan drove her to love him like she did. And how he would smile at her in that laughing way so that she'd jump from the rocks here down to the sea. And that was why... So, that day, 
Before he went for his last sail, I cut the rigging ropes. And when the wind took the canvas strong as it does when you ride the swells, they snapped. And I stood here on the cliff and watched the boom fly free, and down he went beneath it. Oh, Jim. How could I watch him murder you, Miss Anna, as he'd murdered my Amy? Oh, you're free of it, Anna, now. Don't you see? It was only the fear in your mind. Uh, I've got a fire going in the library, Miss Anna. I'll take her in, Jameson. I'll, I'll go see if, if I can get your car off the cliff. Oh, no, Jameson. Let it alone. We don't care about oh, the car. Oh, but you two can be on your way again when the rain blows over. Come along in, Anna. You're cold now. Here, pull the coat around you. He did it for me, Jim. Are you all right now? Now I am. Jim, look. What's Jameson doing? He's Climbing in the car. Stop him, Jim. What? He started the motor. But the car's hanging over the edge of the rocks. Jim, stop him. It's toppling. It's toppling over the cliff. Oh, Jim, how awful. It went over the cliff. Down to the sea in the cold. He did it all for me. And for me, too, darling. But he's made everything all right, Anna. He's made everything all right. From shadows and stillness... Mystery weaves a spell of strangest fascination, charging the mind with doubts and fears. For mystery is a strange companion, a living memory. 